What is up, you beautiful human? Hello and welcome back to the Raw, Real and Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Beck Antonucci. Fam, last night I went to my first sexy dance class in a really long time. I share all about my experience, why I decided to go there, what energy that I'm desiring to bring through this element of my soft, surrendered, receptive femininity that I'm really being called forward to bring online more and more and more. I speak into so much around bringing this part of me through and forward in my relationship, in my sexuality with my partner, in my expression online. And I also share deeply and intimately about why we as women can be so guarded and so armored and the things that I've been through to create this guard and this armor that has created this resistance to being soft and being surrendered and being receptive, even when our external world is so safe. And just reminding you, reminding me of the work that's here for us to do, which is never about the external world providing us any more safety and about us being able to do the work to create our own internalized safety from within. This is a very vulnerable share today. I know a lot of online coaches can love to look put together and always having all the answers and knowing everything and never being in their funk and never being in their self and never being in their shit. But I love to share so openly and so honestly so that you know that I am a human right alongside you and there is no avoiding this human experience for any of us. And there is a new expression of Rebecca, just as there is for all of us, that is being called to come online through me and as me and by me. And I have no idea what she fully looks like yet and how she's going to speak and move and share and fuck and all of those things. But it's a really uncomfortable and equally exciting time of my life. It's been a little bit funky because the powerhouse is so known by me and the fire element of me is so embodied that to put those parts of me down and to pick another aspect of Beck up feels, yeah, super foreign. And so I really share about my experience, why I joined Sexy Dance Class and how I see it playing out in my life and yours. I hope you receive so much from today's episode. If you love it, fam, screenshot it, share it to your story, tag me so that I can share it as well. I can't wait to hear what you receive from this episode. Strap yourself in, fam. Let's fucking go. Fam, I just had to jump on the mic today and share with you that I have signed up for six weeks of in-person sexy dance classes. And last night was the first class. Yes, I have signed up for so many reasons. And I was actually on a call to my mentor's wife, Alexi Panos. So Preston Smiles is my mentor and his wife is Alexi. And I was on a call with the both of them and they were coaching me around my business. And I was speaking about some blocks that I'm experiencing internally. And Alexi's reflection back to me was that she really sees my tone and my expression online as something that's super consistent. So people receive me as someone that's really consistent, really predictable, really rock solid, but a different expression of Beck hasn't come through over the past three years, which is kind of true to a degree, to, oh yeah, a really honest degree of outsiders looking in. And she suggested that potentially the place that I explore a new level of expression, a new layer of expression was within my partnership. And I found it really coincidental and synchronistic that she suggested that because my partner has actually been requesting that I lean into a softer and more surrendered expression of Beck with him. 
And that's actually really challenging for me, fam. It's really challenging. The powerhouse is such an easy identity for me to lean into. The fire aspect, the fire element of Beck is so easy for me to bring through. And when Alexi reflected back to me this tone that's predictable and consistent, it's probably the fire aspect, the fire element of Beck that you know I can bring. I can bring the heat. I can bring the bad bitch. I can bring the sassy. I can motivate a firecracker up your asshole. And the softness that I know that I bring through and bring forth when I'm in a safe space where I really have built a lot of trust and rapport with people, for example, within my coaching space, when I bring that softness through, it's, oh, it's so potent and it's so powerful. But the place that I feel most challenged to bring it forward and bring it through is A, in my relationship, because that's probably the most vulnerable space for me to bring it through and bring it forward. And also the space that feels a little unfamiliar is the online space because just bring the fire on the internet is easy. The softness feels like, how do I communicate that right now? It almost feels like an element of uncertainty and not uncertainty as in I fear it. It's just uncertain in terms of, I don't know what it looks like. I know that it's not, I envision, you know, the woo-woo women that are like flowy and like, you know, my friends that are like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do an impersonation where they're like, Oh, sister, Beck. Oh, breathing you in, honoring your voice and the magnitude of your expression and the potency of your vulnerability. And how I just, I'm not that. Like, I'm never going to be that. That's not me. I don't want to be that. I'm not saying that is wrong in any way, space. If you're like that, good on you, but it's not me. That fucking is not me. That is not my expression of femininity. And it's probably why when someone, I actually get slightly triggered when someone says, oh, you're so masculine. I'm like, who the fuck made you the masculine slash feminine police? Like I fucking get some good shit done. And there's a part of me that fears almost that if I was truly embodied in my femininity, that that get shit done version of me or the fire element of me wouldn't exist. And so I personally believe that the really potent woman, there's the feminine there's the masculine and there's the meat in the fucking middle because playing so far over here, not effective. Playing so far over here, if you can see my hands right now, I'm going from the right to the left, not effective, but that beautiful, imagine my hands joining, my fingers interlocking like that mid space, almost like the pendulum as well. I always compare myself to a pendulum where the pendulum can swing from one side And quite often when there's pain, we can throw the pendulum and swing at the opposite side. For example, in relationship, when I used to be very much a very big people pleaser and overgiver and making his needs more important than mine, like as long as he was happy in the exchange of his love and the receipt of his love, everything was worth it. And because that created so much pain and I felt like I had no boundaries then, I've grabbed the pendulum and swung it in the opposite direction to the point that the middle ground is not the pendulum on one side or the other side, but the beautiful swing right in the mid spot. And not that I believe that balance is real or balance exists, but the swinging through the middle. So if it swings a little bit too far one side, it's just like a little tap and it swings back to the other side and a little tap and we can kind of manage ourselves and our energy and our energetics that way. And so Jake has asked for a softer, more surrendered version of me to come through and be shared with him and expressed to him and be revealed to him, not just sexually and intimately, but in ways that I support him and love on him and hold him and navigate our relationship. And like I said, it's very difficult to put down the powerhouse when the powerhouse is so known. 
And I really want to remind you that if you're identifying with the powerhouse, so you're identifying with the protector or you're identifying with the part of you that is resisting surrender, like, of fucking course we're like this. I started this podcast yesterday and I stopped and started and stopped and started and stopped and started to the point I was like, I'm just going to put this fucking shit down because I can't deal with it anymore. But there are so many things that have occurred on my path, on my life's path, for me to resist being soft, for me to resist surrendering, for me to hand over the power and not hand over the power as in you have power over me, but I deeply desire for my masculine aligned partner to lead me. And yet there's also a massive resistance to surrender, which is really contradicting seeing as I've called an aligned partner and he's exactly who I said that I desired and he embodies everything that I desire for him to embody. And yet there's still literally a resistance to the surrender. And I really want to remind you that the body remembers what the mind forgets. So we have trauma that gets stuck in our body. And I can say like, fuck yes, surrender. I'm open to surrender. Jake is in my aligned partner. I've called him in. I feel safe with him. And yet my body can be like, no, bitch. No, 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 no. We are not surrendering to him. And it's not to him specifically. I'm not looking at Jake and saying, you were dangerous because My truth is of every man I've ever met in my entire life, even my male mentor, Preston, who I absolutely love and adore, almost like a father or big brother figure, Jake is the person that I most respect in this world. Jake is the person that I feel the safest with in this world. And yet the body remembers what the mind forgets. So the body says, man, danger, man, danger, even though my truth is man, no danger, unless maybe a strange man walking down the street in a suburb I don't know and it's dark, then fucking absolutely get me the fuck out of there. But my partner, logically, my head's saying, no danger here. He loves you. He honors you. He respects you. He's created a lot of safety here for you to let go and surrender and unfold and reveal. But my body, there's a part of it that said no. And so this is a real process that I'm navigating. And it's really funny. The reason that I share this with you in terms of the sexy dance class and referencing the body remembers what the mind forgets. If that's all you take home from today's podcast, I really deeply desire to drill that into the body remembers what the mind forgets. And so I go to the sexy dance class because I was like, yeah, dance is a beautiful way to express myself. Also, when I was away in Europe, I felt so alive, so aligned, so on fire, so sexy. I felt so received, so seen, so witnessed. I loved going out dancing. I had no fears of my expression, no fears of what I looked like dancing. I just felt so empowered. Did everyone just hear me go from dance to dance? Like, do you want to choose what <laughs> what accent you have today? Are we Aussie? Are we English? What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm actually today. Actually, when I was in Europe, I would just start randomly speaking in an English accent. My Oh, that was when I was in London. My sister was ready to fucking murder me. Actually, it was really funny. She saw my window seat on the plane. I can't remember where we were going from where to where, but I told the airport security that she had drugs shoved up her asshole in front of a queue of a packed plane. It was really funny. So, Jessica, you're welcome. Anyway, Jessica, you have drugs shoved all the way up your asshole and it was very funny to tell the entire plane and stuff you for stealing my window seat. That's what you get. Oh, my God. Do you ever just turn straight back into a child whenever you're with your family? It's so fun. And so I recognize that in Europe, I'm alive, I'm aligned, I'm on fire, I'm dancing, I feel sexy, I feel empowered, I feel liberated, I feel received, I feel really seen. You know what European men are like? They just kind of eat you alive with their eyes. And that sexy version of me, I feel like I really haven't brought her out and brought her forward in such a long time. I'm in a committed, loyal partnership. 
And it's really funny. I feel so much sexier when I'm single, which is really contradicting of my truest, highest desires. And it's something that Jake and I are constantly working on. And I just want to remind you of what I said to begin with. The body remembers what the mind forgets. And so when it comes to dancing and when it comes to sex and intimacy and this desire for me to bring a more surrendered feminine expression of me on board, I feel when I'm single, it's almost like the dark feminine that some people might identify with that comes online, like this seductive, temptress, naughty, dominating feminine expression of me. But that's not who I am in relationship. In relationship, I actually deeply desire to surrender to my masculine life partner. So it requires the softer expression of me to come forward, but I haven't created enough safety yet for that true, soft, surrendered expression of me to be fully revealed. So I'm kind of in the mud right now of trying to discover who she is and what that looks like and letting go of past identities of Beck because the powerhouse doesn't align with Jake. He celebrates that. He celebrates her in my business and how I show up and my expression of all different things and the herpes virus and uh, how much of a powerful speaker I am and my leadership. But in my relationship, the powerhouse doesn't work. And it's really funny. There's almost like a need for me to know what she looks like, even though there's not. And I'm so detached from the certainty that I desire, but there's also like a frustration of, I just want it here and now because the in-between feels like icky and uncomfortable and frustrating. And, you know, we've been having arguments. This is our first two years in which we've been together for two years. It's the first time Jake and I have ever properly, properly argued. I think maybe we had one drunk fight maybe a year ago in November last year, and I'm not really a drinker. So, Jake and I have not really had arguments up until now. And I feel the argument is a part of the resistance of me trying to protect myself, like my ego, my wounded ego, trying to protect myself of bringing forward this surrendered, vulnerable expression of me. So I I think to myself, what are feminine things I can do, even though the conversation around femininity can really fucking piss me off because I'm like, who the fuck made anyone the feminine police? Who gets to decide what's feminine and what's not? And beyond that, for any woman who doesn't feel safe to lean fully into her surrendered soft femininity, there's a fucking reason we are the way in which we are. Like, I've never met a human who does not make perfect sense. I probably was, and I definitely know that I was, a very soft, innocent, playful, sweet, annoying, irritating, geeky, silly, playful, just desiring friendship kind of little girl. And then shit has fucking happened for me to be like, well, that version of me wasn't safe. I was bullied to the point of attempted suicide. So what does the girl, what does a little girl do? Puts on a layer of protective armor. It's the time you have all been waiting for. If you're listening to this podcast live right now, I am so excited to tell you that the doors for true transformation are finally open. This eight-week, high-level, fully supported program will support you to break free from your limiting beliefs, break through any thoughts and fears of unworthiness, activate your voice, and unlock the fullness of your self-expression. This is some of my favorite work, fam, which is why this program always sells out. True Transformation is something that has helped previous clients to speak their truth, live from courage, get into alignment with their core desires, confidently get into the dating game, define their standards and powerfully be a stand for those standards, call in their aligned partner, break through and break free from herpes stigma and shame, break free from the fear of rejection, create a healthy and thriving relationship with both food and body and be a part of a connected community of women who more often than not become best friends for life. 
You are listening to this for a reason. If you're ready to take aligned action, head to the link in the show notes to see your exclusive raw, real and vulnerable podcast community code, complete your application form and get ready to change your life. Let's fucking go. When I was 16, and I haven't actually shared this with many people in a really long time. When I was 16, I was requested by one of my male friends. Remember, I wasn't cool in school. So anyone that was nice to me and showed me any amount of attention and or friendship, I yearned and craved for friendship so much that I essentially would almost do anything. And one of my male friends said to me, will you go to this birthday party with my friend? I didn't know that his friend had a crush on me. I was just like, a party? People to hang out with? Of course I'll go. I go to a party at age 16 north of the river with this person who was my friend's friend thinking that I would end up with friends to hang out with and people to meet. I don't drink at this stage and I end up with my drink spike and I wake up. This party starts north of the river in Perth, Western Australia and I wake up in the back of a fish and chip shop in Cottesloe at Cottesloe Beach, literally that fish and chip shop where there's like queues at the front in the summertime for anyone that's familiar with Perth, Western Australia, I wake up sitting on a milk crate in the back of a fish and chip shop with no memory as to how the fuck I got there from north of the river all the way through to south. I had my drink spike. We discovered at the hospital my drink was spike. Another layer of fucking protection. I just wanted friends. I was kind. I was innocent. I was sweet. I probably lacked boundaries. And next minute, Another amount of pain. People are unsafe. Layer of protection and armor. 19, my boyfriend, who I loved so much, apple of my fucking eye, just obsessed, infatuated, adored him. He, to me, was the cool boy that chose me, that that I was cool enough to be his girlfriend. I was pretty enough. I was sexy enough. He was this awesome, popular, amazing person that everyone and every girl wanted, and he picked me. I felt validated. And then when he assaulted me, all my worthiness stripped away and... Another layer of armor. Who the fuck do I trust now? Then I'm 22 to 25 and in this relationship with the person that I think is the love of my life, who I believe I'm going to marry, who I'm best friends with his mom, love all of his entire family. And then he doesn't listen to my needs for years and years and years and years and years on repeat. He doesn't honor me when I break up with him. And then I end up cheating on him. And on the receipt of the cheating, I end up with the herpes virus. Fucking layer of armor. Of course. I've never met a woman, I've never met a person who doesn't make perfect sense. So you can't just turn around and be like, you're masculine. Even my partner today and I were walking back from, we went to the river during our lunch break and we're talking about this soft surrendered version of me. And I'm just like, well, fuck, I'm going to work all day and hustle and do all these things to reach my goals. And Jake can be incredibly masculine. Like, what are you doing? And you got a time lock and you got to be efficient and you got to this, you got to that. And I'm like, all these things that you're telling me I got to be, they don't align with femininity. So it's pretty fucking easy for you to be a bloke all day long, what, just be boisterous and muscly and lift the weights and like scratch a dick and want to fuck and go and make the money and just hang out with the boys and have beers on the weekend and what we've got to be soft and surrendered and gentle and sexy and dance a certain way and just fuck the conversation around it pisses me the fuck off because the level of expectation on women that we've got to be something and then someone to turn around and tell us that we're not feminine. Who the fuck gave you permission to tell me or any single one of us that we're not feminine? We were fucking feminine, really feminine. And then we got fucked over time and time and time and time again that the powerhouse and the fighter and the warrior came online and said, it's not safe to surrender and be in my innocence. So I'm going to fucking wear my armor until people start to respect and hear me. So I'm telling you, 
and I'm sure you can hear the passion in my voice. I feel so passionately about this because it's such a fucking process. I'm 34 now and I'm stripping away years and years and years of armor. I was bullied from age 13. I'm 30 fucking four. Bullied from age 13. I'm 30 fucking four. That's armor that has been on my heart energetically for years. It's not just going to be like, oh, strip it away and I'm safe. The body remembers what the mind forgets. I know I'm safe. Like logically, I know I'm safe. Logically, I'm surrounded by reflections of my values and my standards. My partner, reflections of my values and my standards. My family, reflections of my values and my standards. My social group, reflections of my family and my standards. My clients, my Perth-like-minded ladies, the personal development groups that I enroll in, reflections of my values and my standards. I fucking know that I'm safe. But the body doesn't fully believe. And I'm still leaning into this work more and more and more and more so that I can put the warrior down, so I can put the fire element down, that they can come through if and when necessary and required. And I'm always going to love that fire expression of me, but so that other parts can start to reveal themselves and play with me and how I show up and how I move my body and how I communicate and how I am in partnership and how I share online. And this is really the work that I'm up to. I have no fucking idea what that's going to look like. <laughs> and that's what I'm bringing through. And I'm excited for the magic that I get to give and gift to others in this process who really see themselves in me because fuck, I get you. If you've put on all of this armor to protect yourself from pain, physical and or emotional or both, and to have someone turn around and be like, be more feminine or fucking that <laughs> as a great tip, bro. How <laughs> seriously. Of all the things that we have been through collectively, energetically, historically, generationally in this lifetime, just wow, the be more feminine, like get the fuck out of here with just that, <laughs> with that bullshit, like fuck off, <laughs> give us a fucking break. You know, we, we have gone through a lot for just someone to be like, women just get to be more feminine. And so I go to the sexy dance class because I'm like, well, I'm going to envision my favorite analogy, and I'm going to share a link in the show notes to the picture, is the man, it's a cartoon picture, and he's chiseling away at a wall, and he's chiseling, 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 and he gets to the very end, he's in a tunnel, and behind the wall is diamonds, but he decides to walk out and go the opposite way. And that picture, that cartoon image just reminds me of life. Like there is diamonds behind any wall that we decide to go hammer and chisel at, but it's going to require just a tap and a tap and a continuous repetitive tap, reminding the self that the first tap, there's no fucking diamonds on the other side of that tap. And the next tap, no diamonds. And the next tap, no diamonds. But if you quit and start on another wall, you're three taps further behind than where you were prior. And so I've started to think when it comes to this expression of my femininity that I'm desiring to bring online and bring forward to my relationship and bring through to my coaching and bring out in my friendships and all the different avenues and spaces and my creativity and my art and my piano playing, everything. It's not just going to be diamonds at the other side of the wall because I've got a whole wall. I've got 14 years of wall more to start to penetrate through. And so I thought to myself, what could be the first layer? And I was like, well, the sexy dance class, the first one could be a little little hammer, could be the first tap. And what could be next? And what could be next? And what could be next? Because I have no expectation that I'm going to get there today, tomorrow, in six dance classes, time next week, next year, in three years. But I feel the revealing journey is going to come through more and more and more and more, the more that I tap away at it. And so it's actually really funny how I ended up even in the dance class to begin with. 
I was crying <laughs> about my house <laughs> to every neighbor that would listen to me about how sad I was to leave to the point that fam, I'm pretty sure every neighbor in Trick was like, well, this fucking bitch <laughs> moved to a fucking partner's house already. I'd be in yellow having a coffee and a, st- and a neighbor would look at me and next minute I'd be like, I don't want to leave. I don't want to go. And they'd be like, ah! <laughs> she's got so many emotions. And one day I bump into a male friend of mine who runs Alchemy Breathwork and he asked me how I'm going and I just pull my heart out and start crying. And I share with him about my relationship and leaving my house and this leaning into femininity and it being a new space that I haven't accessed yet, have no idea what it looks like and all my conflict after my holiday. And he turned around and said to me, you should really go to the SAS movement in Perth, Western Australia. I've had so many clients who have gone there and they just say such incredible things about it. And I was like, well... I really respect him. We're kind of in the same communities. We like similar things. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna look it up on Instagram. He's like, let me get the Instagram up. Well, I put it into Instagram. It's fucking four minutes from mine and Jake's new home. So I was like, if that's not a signal and a sign from the universe, that that's my first tap at the wall with the diamonds behind it, that's a fucking sign. And I'm going. So I booked it. And last night was our first session. It was incredible. It was amazing. The woman who runs it, she's just like, I was in awe. I was like, I fucking love this woman. I come home to Jake. I'm like, I'm in love. I'm in love with this woman. I'm going to leave you for her. She is so just like beautiful and confident and express and embodied in her femininity, my favorite word, <laughs> and her sexuality. And she just, I just felt so magnetized to her. And she was so inclusive. She created a beautiful, safe space. It was fun. It was exciting. We were laughing. We were dancing. We were singing. It was so great. And she said at the beginning when we were basically doing a connection circle to meet women in the space, and she asked something along the lines of what's something that could really hold you back and or something that I can't remember specifically what she asked or something that we're desiring to break free from or something that could hold us back from really leaning in. And I just took a deep breath in. I hadn't thought about what could come up for me. And immediately something came to mind. And it really resonated with and related to and connected with how expressed I was in Europe with my girlfriends. We were going out partying. We were going out nightclubbing. Literally, I came back from Europe and I was like, Jake, all I want to do is go nightclubbing. He was like, fuck, I've got a 34-year-old girlfriend and now all she wants to do is going to go nightclubbing. Nightclubbing in Europe is fucking sick. (laughs) It is so funny. All I want to do is go back and go out every single night. It was the best one ever. I think I burned like 12,000 calories every single night. I would have sweat from the top of my head all the way to the end of my ponytail. I would just go for it. And I felt so free and so expressed and so just, oh, I just felt liberated in this process. It was so fun. I love loud music. It was just, oh, I loved it. And so, I thought about this and it's funny whenever I've had these stuck energy arguments with Jake where he's saying a lot and I'm not saying a lot and he's like what the fuck you're the most expressed woman on the internet and you've got nothing to say right now and then sometimes we'll be like let's pattern interrupt and just move our bodies to move this stuck energy it's really funny in front of Jake who's my partner who I really trust love adore respect feel the safest with it'll be a tightness that occurs in my body and my body will go super stiff And I won't allow my body to freely move and dance the way that I do in and did in Europe. And I've actually been reflecting on that. I'm like, fuck, in Europe, just like, I was just like, I thought I was fucking the best dancer on the planet (laughs) and felt it. And there was no fear of my expression. But as soon as I'm in front of Jake, oh, I seize up. And I want to remind you that the body remembers what the mind forgets. I have called in an aligned partner who celebrates me fully. If I look ridiculous, Jake will encourage me. He encourages me to express myself and be myself and 
be fully me in all places and all spaces. That's really why I know that he's so in alignment with me because he encourages me and supports me to be more of me. There's a part of me in front of Jake that's like, will not let him see me dance. And I've never thought too deeply into this until I was reflecting on the express version of me that came through in Europe. And as I was in the dance class and they asked about something that could really hold us back, immediately a memory came to mind that I hadn't thought of in so long. And it was around my ex telling me that I was a bad dancer because I'm English again, bad dancer, bad dancer. (laughs) My ex-partner, who I thought I was going to marry, used to make fun of my dancing. Up until being with him, I used to love to dance. I thought I was an incredible dancer and not from the place of needing people's validation, but I just didn't think that my dancing was embarrassing or anything to be laughed at or made fun of. And my ex would make fun of me to the point that I was like, I can't dance now when I'm out and in front of him because he's going to pick on me. And now I feel like I look ridiculous and I have all of these other wounds and insecurities that are within me. And you just picking on that makes me feel even more inferior than what I already do. And I would stop myself from expressing physically. And this is why I really want to drill home for you. The body remembers what the mind forgets. In that moment, as we were asked, what could hold us back? I was like, fuck, I've realized I seize up in front of my partner when it comes to dancing in front of him because my body, even though I know I'm safe and even though I know Jake encourages and celebrates me, my body remembers the trauma. And the trauma was being so made fun of by my ex and being made to feel so ridiculous. I was made to feel like I was such an embarrassing person that I couldn't just be me freely and expressively, that I was almost humiliating to him, that I had to contain my self-expression. Otherwise, my self-expression was worthy to be laughed at. That was stored. That is stored in the cells of my being that when it comes to expressing myself in front of my now partner, my body remembers. In Europe, in front of randoms and people I don't know and people I'll never see again, body remembers. I'm free. These people aren't going to judge me. Same as Something that I've been really working on is leaning more and more and more into my sexual liberated expression with Jake because when I was single, never going to see these men again, I would be demanding, I would ask what I want, I would be empowered, I'd be dominating. But in partnership, my partner, who I thought I was going to marry, would ignore my needs when I would bring them to him for years and years and years and years and project his sexual shame onto me like it was my fault to ask, and it was wrong of me to request that my needs get met in this partnership. And through the continuous pushing down and pushing down and pushing down and ignoring and suppressing and rolling over in bed with his back turned to me, and even though I would lean in and request for my needs to be met, I would be shunned and judged and shamed that now, and then that actually led to the cheating, which led to the receipt of the herpes virus, that's trauma stuck in my fucking body to the point now that in committed, aligned relationship with a partner who has created so much safety for me, even though logically I know that I am safe, the body remembers what the mind forgets. So I hope that you really enjoyed listening to this podcast just as much as I have loved recording it. A little bit vulnerable or really a very big bit vulnerable. I never asked Jake for permission to share. (laughs) I'm sure he's just like, she'll just fucking do whatever she wants anyway. And um, if you're on your journey to stripping away more and more and more armor to reveal a softer surrendered part of you, that they are the two words I resonate with, with femininity almost triggers me when I hear it, but soft and surrendered are the two words that I really align with. Soft, surrendered, receptive. 
soft, surrendered, receptive. And I would love for you to consider what you receive from this podcast. I would love for you to consider what perhaps your one, two or three words are that really resonate for you. I would love for you to almost consider what events have occurred that allowed the armor to be there because that is our work to do. Every event that created the armor, that extra layer, that extra layer, that extra layer, that's our work for us to do, no one else. It's our internal work for us to look at, inner work for us to look at, to strip away those layers and to take the armor off. Just a reminder and a reflection again, Jake has created all the safety. There is no more safety that Jake can create for me, which reveals a deeper layer of my own internal safety that I get to lean into. So if you have done the work to, or are doing the work to call in the aligned partner and he does all the work to create all the safety for you and the body still remembers what the mind forgets and there is a resistance to the soft, surrendered, receptive version of you, there's no more work that he can do there for you or she can do there for you. This is your work. This is my work. This is our work. It's our own internal safety. If you received so much from today, fam, please screenshot this episode, share it to your story, tag me so that I can connect with you. I just love, love, love being vulnerable and being expressed and being here in your ears with you. Have the most beautiful, brilliant day. Let's fucking go. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're desiring more from me right now, firstly, I love your eagerness. And secondly, let's make it happen. Check out the link in my show notes where you can receive more information on my books, breakthroughs, online webinars, all upcoming courses and programs, and how you can get started on your journey within my world today. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And trust me, you won't want to miss this episode. 